wanderers lizzo's wanderers welcome welcome to my podcast here um so let's see what is today's topic oh um first maybe i should introduce myself so i'm liz Liz. and um basically i'm a solo traveler that's lived abroad um a couple of times i guess (laughs) in Morocco, in Thailand, and then I guess I'm living actually abroad in Vietnam right now, so um, yeah, there you have it. I'm quite nomadic. Um, I've solo traveled as well to many countries on my own. Um, some of these trips, like friends join me for a bit, but um, also I feel completely comfortable doing things on my own, um, and that goes for being in my home country. I've always been like that. I feel comfortable doing things on my own. Um, And so then I just took the bravery essentially one day to try it abroad. Um, So that's basically why I'm here. That's why I'm sharing my story with you all. uh, Because I know it's quite intimidating to start up travel. Um, It's even more so intimidating to move abroad, uh, especially on your own. Um, Because many travelers I meet, they come with a a significant other or... um, friend or something but none of my friends really wanted to come with me and I'm not gonna hold back and just stay um, in one place Um, because I have that need for exploration and I understand not maybe everyone does Um, but even speaking to those where they have that curiosity of what is out there um, because truthfully I see it as there is an entire world out there so why are we in one place And maybe it's due to the fact that, like, um, in past lives, possibly, I lived a nomadic lifestyle. My ancestors lived nomadic lifestyles. I definitely believe that. Um, Not sure, but I know I have this huge curiosity within me, so that's what I'm going with it. And I feel the most free, alive, and inspired, and just um, thrilled and even happiness actually from the thrill of traveling, the thrill of the unknown. Um, I really enjoy that challenge and that push of pushing, yes, pushing yourself um, to adapt into new environments. Um, And I've gone through quite a lot already um, in this lifetime. (laughs) Um, So today though, I'm not going to talk about everything in general. Sometimes I do that Um, But I'm going to try and focus now, okay? So today's topic is about traveling to Vietnam. And I'm actually half Vietnamese, so this one um, is extremely more difficult for me. And that more so has to do with this personal experience of an unknowingness of basically what it means to be Vietnamese um, my entire life. I grew up Um, in the U.S. Um, My father, he is from Saigon here in Vietnam, so I landed in Saigon like last week, Um, and my gosh, it was surreal and just so extremely overwhelming emotionally, Um, because just thinking that I'm touching the soil physically of where my ancestors walked, where my father walked, And all of those emotions and of him having to leave behind this country then to have a, I guess, essentially a better life, 
you could call it in the USA. And so this one is much more personal and also much more difficult and challenging for me um, because it has to do a lot more with my family patterns and emotions of um, all of that, (laughs) ethnic identity, and a feeling of unknowingness, um, more so in other ways than other countries, because other countries, I'm unfamiliar with the culture, you know, I don't know the language at all and all this stuff, and I'm not familiar with the foods, but guess what? Even here in Vietnam, I'm quite unfamiliar with a lot of things. Um, There's a lot of things I do know as well, Um, But since I've not lived here, um, it's still a brand new, complete experience. And um, sometimes it brings up insecurities as well because I'm supposed to be half Vietnamese. I'm half Vietnamese. But, you know, just that feeling of not feeling like you're maybe Vietnamese enough. So all of these um, things have come up. But the timing of all of this has been... Uh, perfectly aligned I would say with what the universe wanted to happen because I tried moving to Vietnam seriously two years ago and I was so 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 determined I had a job here to teach English uh, before I was teaching English in uh, Thailand at some schools and I don't know it just never happened the visas didn't come through and um you know, also the restrictions of the borders and stuff as well. So that's why I didn't end up coming to Vietnam, but I've been trying to for the past two years. Um, And, you know, here we are now. (laughs) I'm in Vietnam now, and it's crazy. I mean, I'm learning so much so fastly. Um, And also something that surprised me while being here, which... I was actually worried about for a lot of my life, or maybe just like thinking about it, not necessarily worrying. At some points, maybe worrying, yes, but um, I was concerned about how people would perceive me as being half Vietnamese, and I was also thinking um, that finding a community that would accept my multi-ethnic identity um, it would be hard. It would be hard to find a community that accepted me for who I am. I accept myself for who I am, but also having that social aspect of others accepting you for who you are, um, more than just like your small circle of friends, like an actual community of people. I was pleasantly surprised that when I arrived here, people have been extremely welcoming. So Vietnam has been very welcoming to me. Um, The community here, uh, random people I've met on the street, they're naturally curious and they might be asking me like, where are you from? No, like, what about your mom? What about your dad? Like, where are you from? It's not like in the States when they're like, where are you from? No, like, you're not from here. You're not American. It's not the same context. Um, Because they can tell, (laughs) and even people have been telling me since I've arrived in this country, they're like, are you from Vietnam? Are you from here? And the only problem, actually, (laughs) is that I'm not speaking uh, Vietnamese. And you know what? (sighs) I'm going to learn. I'm really going to learn. I really want to. I love connecting with people regardless of the country. And the fact that I can't really speak that much, you know, of Vietnamese 
it needs to happen and it's gonna happen um and if you're curious uh okay you're half vietnamese why don't you speak uh vietnamese well um my i'll just say it very bluntly here my father when he immigrated to the u.s um he had an accent and he only spoke vietnamese and he was completely immersed in a culture just around white people in a small um, rural area, not around any other immigrants. So the U.S. is extremely diverse, but he happened to be living in a place where there wasn't any diversity. So him speaking Vietnamese and still speaking it was something that was out of shame. That was just the time that he grew up in. So, over time, he didn't speak it anymore, um, he lost touch with his uh, Viet family members, and, you know, uh, he wasn't around even other Vietnamese Americans in the U.S., because there are so many there, but he wasn't around them. So, there you have it, that is why I don't speak Vietnamese, um, I always wanted to learn, um, as a child, I love learning languages, um, and so I didn't grow up speaking it in the home, but my father, he would cook Vietnamese food sometimes, but it was just like the very well, well-known dishes, okay? Um, and also, uh, I would say I grew up with a very multi-ethnic type of value system uh, because my parents, they stayed true to their values of their culture. So I grew up very much being immersed in that American culture, values, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> Words. Um, <laughs> in the U.S., okay. Uh, so I grew up with that mentality. But at the same time, I grew up with another mentality, which is um, Eastern values of Asian culture. Um, being a giving person, serving to others, respecting elders, uh, family is first, and all of those types of things as well. Um, so quite conflicting value system, isn't it? Or you could see, uh, see it as balanced, um, having a balance of yin and yang maybe, the east and the west into one. So if I'm confusing to people on what my culture is, well, welcome to my world, <laughs> because actually, now, after so much time, I see it as a strong suit. I have this in-betweenness, and yes, it feels very uh, conflicting at times, um, and other people would like to mold you into just one thing, because when people ask you what country is it that you're from, it's because they're wanting to know how that they should perceive you their assumptions of the kind of person you are and all of these things but guess what i don't fit into that mold because i have this balance essentially of the east and the west with uh living within me and even my appearance is both um, i would say if i were to tell you i would say i look more uh, asian more vietnamese than american because when you think of um the typical Americans, you know, they're very pale, got blue eyes usually, uh, blonde hair. Some people have brown hair, but their skin is very pale. And also they're usually quite tall, but guess what? I'm a very petite <laughs> Asian woman. Um, so there you have it. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's part of like when you're mixed, right? And I like actually now that I'm mixed. I like it so much now. And also being around other people um, in this community here in Vietnam where they're like accepting. And I'm meeting also a lot of other Vietnamese Americans. Um, and my gosh, it's great. We, we seriously understand each other so much, so much. Even I've been meeting other people who are maybe uh, half Vietnamese and maybe Thai or Malaysian or Filipino or, you know, and there's a reason that they're living here, I'd say. Um, this is what I'm, I'm gathering. It's because the people here, they don't uh, judge. They obviously understand the history of what happened in Vietnam and why so many Vietnamese people were dispersed all over the world. You know, we have this resilience to us. So I'm proud of that with the part of me that is Vietnamese, of being proud, this resilience, this hardworking aspect, and this community aspect. Um, there are downsides, of course, to every culture, pros and cons. But this has been my experience of things that I have really enjoyed, of this welcoming um, feeling of entering into Vietnam because I had no clue what it would be like when I arrived, guys. I was so, like, excitedly nervous. Have you ever been so nervous and excited at the same time that you just can't sleep? <laughs> because, um, so before this, I was living in Thailand, and um, actually everything happened quite abruptly. I was teaching in a school. I'm not going to get into the super details, but I was teaching at a school. I was thinking I would still be teaching at that school. But they decided to kind of just drop me, uh, cancel my visa, and I only had a month left. It was just supposed to be the month holiday break that is in Thailand because all the schools are open. Um, but instead, they decided to drop me. Um, there's no part of me that wants to move back to the U.S. right now, especially with economic things going on. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'd rather be in Southeast Asia, um, truthfully, I really connect to being in this region of the world. Um, and so I saw that Vietnam had opened its borders, and I went for it, I went for it, I went for it. So you can see this seriously as an energetic uh, sign, I guess, because I had given up on moving to Vietnam because I was trying so hard to move here two years ago and you know I just kept getting rejected, visas getting rejected, uh, borders closed and it was sad, it was very very sad. I can't even tell you how sad I was about it. Um, I felt obviously very thankful living in Thailand but I wanted to be in Vietnam so bad but the timing just wasn't right um, and now I'm here and it feels surreal, and I couldn't sleep when I was leaving Thailand on my last, mm, like my last couple days actually. I couldn't <laughs> hardly sleep because I was just so excited. I was just like, you know, imagining, thinking, what will everything be like? What will the people be like? Uh, what kind of people will I meet around the world? Uh, the food ban, I mean, what will the atmosphere be like? And so, I couldn't sleep. Um, it was also quite sad, though, leaving Thailand. I mean, at the same time, though, 
with how excited I was to come to Vietnam, I wasn't that sad. But leaving people behind is always tough. Um, and also, you know, then when I was... So I lived in uh, Chiang Mai, and there wasn't any direct flights from Chiang Mai to Vietnam. So I decided to kind of enjoy a little bit, and so I took a bus all the way down to uh, Bangkok. And <clears throat> so it was like an entire bus ride, I mean, entire day bus ride down to there. And um, so I wanted to like look out the window and like enjoy and like reminisce of all the bus trips I've had around Thailand for the past three years, the friends that have come and gone. Because in Thailand, a lot of people live there who are expats. And so many of my friends actually have come and gone. Um, it seems that it brings in a lot of short-term people, but um, not that many people stay long-term in Thailand. Um, it brings so many short-term travelers and backpackers, and I've made so many friends with people all over the world. I mean, so much, like, that I was getting um, experience meeting people from all over the world that <laughs> uh, I created this Spotify playlist, and it's called um, People's Favorite Party Music Around the World because I would meet people um, you know, some, I don't actually like drinking that much, but I like to go out to socialize with people. I have to be in the right kind of mood. It takes a lot of energy. But when I do go out, I want to socialize a lot with people. So when I would go out to bars and stuff in, around in Thailand, I would always ask people, what is their favorite party song from their country? And that is really, really fun. Because then, like, maybe the DJ would end up playing it, or... It's just fun. I love music. I love people. I love travel. So, yeah, that was quite fun for me. Um, so I guess I could put that in the description if you guys want to check out that playlist. Interesting. You will find music that you've never heard in your life, and it's all obviously poppin'. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, hmm. I definitely lost track of what was happening with this conversation. Um, I don't know. Um, okay, so when I arrived though then to... Hmm, yeah, I really lost it. Okay, so yeah, I took this bus ride all the way down to Bangkok, Gungtet uh, Mahanakon, and all of these memories were flashing back. Um, people who have come and gone in my life. Uh, memories, past boyfriend, you know, um, backpackers, me backpacking, uh, friends I made while being an English teacher, so many, Filipino friends, Kenyans, British, South Africans, uh, Austrians, Germans, <laughs> even like my students, you know, like I really, really get to know my students, and I've had so many students in my time in Thailand. Um, but yeah, you know, all of that nostalgic memory is just flooding back, and I let myself feel it all while I was on that bus ride. That was the point. Um, and then I left Bangkok. Um, wow. Uh, my friends even, they had a little send-off for me. We had, like, some parties a few days before, you know, eating and chatting for hours, tea time late into the night, sitting on each other's balconies and reminiscing and having fun. 
these friends though that I was doing this with I actually haven't known them that long um, because like I said a lot of my friends have left so um, yeah it would be even harder actually if it was the friends I met three years ago but they aren't even in Thailand anymore I had to say goodbye to them uh, yeah already so yeah um, and now here I am in Vietnam and it's a new beginning it's a new journey It's thrilling, and it's very personal to me and my identity of who I am, like my background. So for me, it feels even more meaningful, actually. Um, There are things I don't understand at all about being in this country. Um, There have been even some triggering moments come up um, from people. Maybe how they ask me things. Um, But luckily, I've found the peace within myself to respond out of love and understanding. Um, And I'm really happy I have found this growth in me um, because other mixed kids and people, they understand this. But like when you come from two different places... And maybe someone says, you know, you're not this enough, you're not that enough, you don't speak this enough, oh, you don't act this certain way. Um, Or maybe they're saying, oh, this food is nasty or something like this. Um, Like they're pointing out something about a culture, um, maybe even insulting it in a microaggression way. And it can bring up some triggering things for you. Um, Because even... If, uh, you know, actually I had an interaction with someone who was uh, kind of being a bit interrogative, asking a lot of questions about, like, why I've never been here, why it took me so long, and uh, why does my father not come back, and what about my family here, and all this stuff, and... This person is asking out of pure curiosity. I don't know this person at all. Um, And they're even maybe asking because they want to connect. Um, But what they don't know... And also some people have even asked, like, what's your dad's story? What's your dad's story? Why are so many people asking it, you know? I know they're just generally curious. But it's a very, very personal story for him. Uh, It's not my story to tell. Um, I mean, in a way it is a little bit, but I don't know truthfully all the details. And also you can tell some people they don't want to hear it all. Um, And it's not something actually that is more of a casual thing. For someone to ask, it's a very deep, personal, emotional and traumatic family experience that has happened. So, you have to be in the right space. And some of these people that have been asking me, I understand their curiosity. But it needs to be an environment where I feel truly listened to. Of course, because truthfully, I feel very comfortable to share 
the story of my father, of my ancestors, and my life now. I feel comfortable, um, but I need to be in a space where I'm listened to. And listened to without judgment, because already how this interaction was going, it was out of impatience and like annoyance a little bit. Why have you not been here? Why did it take you so long? And it wasn't in a joking manner, you know? It's like, are you ashamed of it? No, I'm not. Just took my time. Um, yeah. Anyways, it's good to mention these types of things. And um, this is definitely a different experience coming here. Because of the other countries I go to, it's more so of, okay, I'm hopping into this country of Spain, I don't know much about it, I grew up in the U.S., like, we did learn a bit of Spanish in school, so I could, like, muddle a little bit. <laughs> Actually, a bit more than I can muddle here in Vietnam. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but for here, it has this, uh, yeah ancestral part of it and also just being here it brings up a lot of things for me where I think about my father and the life he used to have here and just also how much strength it took for him every single day in the U.S. with all of the stuff that happens when you're an immigrant of how people perceive you and all of this learning a completely new language completely and without choice because when I travel and I go to Spain or something or I go to Morocco um, or I'm in Thailand or something uh, the people there they already know that they have to learn English uh, to kind of get a step up in the world like to be on a level playing field in business or something of uh, like English is becoming the language of the world. We know this. <clears throat> and when I go to like Spain or something, um, or Thailand, because I learned a lot, a lot of Thai. Um, and it's not even expected of us to learn it. And in fact, people in Thailand were so surprised that I even took the time to learn. Um, but truthfully, I just want to connect with people. And who am I to say what the language of the world is? And even now, I have kind of a conflicting feeling of uh, teaching English um, because it does help people become on a, a playing field to where... Oh, words... Teaching English to people, it helps people with opportunities, but also at the same time, I think it can also show as a collective world that we don't value indigenous languages, um, even learning languages when you travel. Um, so yes, I'm definitely going to talk about this. I learned to speak Thai not perfectly whatsoever. And in fact, I would say my Thai is not that good. 
um, truthfully. But if you compare it to like all the other foreigners living in Thailand, my Thai is amazing. <laughs> but I can't have fluent conversations with people, and I can only talk in specific types of niche uh, areas. And obviously, I can't express myself fully in Thai. Um, but even they don't have as many expressive words, so. But Thai people, when they discovered I could speak Thai, they'd be understanding me. We'd be speaking back and forth, and they still couldn't wrap their head around it. They're like, "You're speaking Thai, like you, like why, like you understand me? Yeah, we're having a full-on conversation, you know." And I think it comes from the fact that. As travelers, a lot of people who come from English-speaking countries, with this um, mentality of English is the language of the world, even unknowingly, okay. If you feel triggered by this, maybe reflect on it. Um, but when you're traveling, seriously, you learning just a couple of words like "thank you" or. Um, like you want this? How much? Like hello? That is the least you could do, because a lot of these countries that you go to, Sri Lanka, Malaysia, uh, Italy, France, Morocco, heck, wherever, man, any country, the Congo, anything, you know. Just learning a few phrases is literally the least you could do. Because a lot of these countries have had to completely learn a new language, English, or even some countries, it's starting to happen where they aren't even speaking their mother tongue anymore, and English is becoming the new language, and that's odd. That's kind of weird. Um, and I know I've kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent with this whole language thing, but I find learning languages extremely important, and even attempting a little bit. Um, it allows you to connect more with the locals of that place. So that's why I really, really, really <laughs> want to learn Vietnamese. I'm trying to immerse myself as much as possible. Um, <laughs> it's a hard language, um, and teaching yourself a language is hard. Um, but you know, I'm trying my hardest here. Uh, there's so many languages in my head. Uh, if you want to know, I like languages a lot, and so I know how to speak yeah, intermediate Thai. Can't read or write in Thai, but I can speak intermediate. Uh, my Moroccan Arabic is beginner, um, and uh, so that means I also can speak a bit of standard Arabic. Um, I can speak beginner Spanish. Uh, I can speak some random phrases in Swahili. I know some French. I can read French really well and understand what it is, but I don't know how to pronounce things all the time. Comprehension, but French for some reason I feel comes very easy to me. Um, I'm just naturally good at picking up languages. Um, I know some Burmese. It used to be like. Uh, Maybe a bit intermediate, but it isn't anymore. And my Vietnamese is, 
it's very beginner, really. Uh, I grew up like knowing how to say the dishes, like some dishes, Vietnamese dishes. Um, like my dad had a nickname for me in Viet. That's it. That's really it. Uh, here we are, though. I'm gonna learn it. Gonna immerse myself. I'm here. It's welcoming. It's been an adventure. And this episode is definitely longer than I had anticipated. Um, so I can do a part two because I feel this is really long enough for one episode. Um, so I can get into more on uh, part two for this Vietnam part uh, <laughs> um, for another time talking more about stories of what it's been like here people I've met um, yeah the randomness of this country going with the flow all of that but this is uh, the end of the episode um, so basically these are my thoughts about first impressions as a half Vietnamese entering Vietnam for the first time. There you go, guys. So thank you so much for listening, Wanderers. Thanks for being a part of this community, uh, this solo travel community, talking about travel, travel hacks. I'm speaking out of my uh, heart here, authentic stories and sharing with you truthfully um, out of just an intention to inspire you all to kind of get out there, explore more see the world see what happens you know and hopefully these things can inspire you make you reflect a bit more and maybe be a bit more curious about the world so this is my first impression on being here in vietnam i'm here um my time already is half over which is crazy hopefully they will sort the visas to where i can be here more long term and that's that guys if you want to even have more advice and information from me uh, check out my social medias i'm wandering worldwide with liz it would just be wandering with liz but some has that handle already on some platforms so anyways uh, you can check out my website i post uh, blog posts on there very very often all about my travel stories, uh, top places to see, travel guides, uh, tips, um, yes, storytelling, all that. I've got my YouTube also, Wandering Worldwide with Liz, and Instagram, and TikTok if you want to do that. And um, if you want to become a part of my community, um, which you should because I put a lot of very, very helpful information on there on uh, specific websites, maybe to help you get jobs abroad, uh, how to get remote jobs abroad, uh, so you can go abroad, I mean. Um, tips about being an English teacher, uh, solo travel tips, safety, all of that, travel as a woman. Um, and also I do lives as well, like questions and open discussion about topics, um, so we can really have a community, and if you want to join my community on Patreon, uh, feel free to do that, I put a lot of very great information out there for you all. Um, so my Patreon is Lizzo's Wanderers, 
All of this will be in the description, but yeah, if you want to check out my social medias, it's Wandering Worldwide with Liz. My Patreon is Lizzo's Wanderers. Um, and yeah, I'm truly just doing this, everyone, for um, the hope that I inspire you all to get out there and explore. And recently, I've been seeing that all of this is appreciated by you all. I've been getting a lot of messages recently of people saying, hey, I just wanted to tell you I've successfully like moved to Thailand or I've become an English teacher here and your page helped me tremendously with everything I needed to know, things like that. So I'm really thankful for these types of messages from you all. Um, and I hope that all of this inspires you to get out there and see more of the world. So this is the end. All the peace, love, and light, my wanderers. <laughs> and this is a long episode, man. So thanks for listening all the way till the end. Peace. <laughs>